Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. Hey everyone, welcome to Ten Bestest. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman, and I'm Brian Hart. And here we are with another fantastic episode. And you know, we really love starting out with reviews, don't we, Brian? We do. Woo-hoo. It's true. Okay. So I'm going to read one that was left for us by Quiz Whiz Frizz. Ooh, Quiz Whiz Frizz. I, I know. I like your name, Quiz yeah. Whiz Frizz. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So Quiz Whiz Frizz says, for those who want to be lifelong learners, this podcast is for you. Not sure how they do it, but they constantly kick out interesting and inspiring ideas for all walks of life. I challenge you to listen to one episode and not walk away wanting to try out something new or be creative. Whoa. Whiz quiz. Wait, sorry. Quiz Whiz Frizz. Quiz Whiz. Quiz Whiz what? Quiz Whiz Frizz. Quiz Whiz Frizz. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, that's pretty, we didn't pay for that one. No, did we? <laughs> we did not. And I mean, I'm I mean, it's kinda, a really good one. I'm thinking like copy paste into our website, yeah, perhaps. No kidding. New tagline, yeah. something. Holy that's, moly, that's, that's amazing. Cool. But you know that is what we're trying to do. So it's so cool to to see that it does absolutely work for people like that. And if you're listening, if you are also so inspired, thank you for reviewing us. Yes, it really does help us get the word out to new listeners. It really does. We really appreciate it. And to talk more about all these cool sheets that we talk about. Yeah. And I get to go first this week talking about my cool sheets. And I'm going to start out with a company called Chasing Atlas. And because of that, if you want to look up the show notes for this episode, you can go to 10bestest.com slash Atlas. So let me tell you about Chasing Atlas. As it sounds like, it is a travel company. And as you can probably imagine, being a travel company, things changed last year. And I got to say, this particular company has absolutely pivoted in a wonderful way that still allows people to indulge in the amazing things that are around our globe and that we want to visit but can't all the time, but we can still keep the dream alive and imagine that we will be able to do that. Um, And I also will be talking a little bit about how that there are still possibilities for traveling that are coming up very soon. So Chasing Atlas, this was founded by Jill Merwin, and she really wanted to provide unique and meaningful travel experiences experiences for people. This is not for if you just want to do the generic, we're going to go down to LA and we're going to go to Disneyland and we're going to come back. This is if you want to get to know the locals, if you want to find out what the locals are doing and and see maybe the unknown things, the underground things, and those experiences that are really can be once in a lifetime um, type thing. So that was one of her missions when she started this. And it did start with a lot of cycling and um, cycling in France and things like that. But it really has expanded worldwide. Well, as we all know, um, 2020 things changed in that way. And so what she is now doing is not only planning for the future, but there are tons of live streams that you can watch. So there are people in Poland, she has her team all around the globe. There are these 
live streams people in Poland and they're walking around and they're showing you these underground things and they're talking about what's going on. She had someone not too long ago that's in Zanzibar. I wasn't even sure where Zanzibar was and I learned so much about it and just learning about these beautiful things. Catalonia is another place recently. Jordan, just really magnificent and worth checking out Chasing Atlas. Uh, This sounds so much up my alley. Of course, I love to travel like many people do, but I do love these hidden gems. I don't always... I I will say that I do like to go to some of the touristy spots or the more traditional things, but I love trying to find the underground or the the very local stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the last time I remember the last time I went to... when I traveled. It was actually one of the last trips I took because we haven't been able to for so long. And we went to Ireland and we, we did a walking tour and we were going and they're like, oh, here. And he kind of made fun. Like, oh, there's the temple, the you know, the, the bar that everybody goes to and all the tourists. And he very, very poo-pooed it. But then we just kind of left and he talked about, and I go, so, so where do you go to uh-huh. get a drink? You know, I, this is after the tour. I took him to the side and I was like, where do you go? You told us where not to go yes, or where you kind of make right. fun of. And he he kind of hesitated a little bit, you know. He's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. And don't then know. he told me, and sure enough, we went there. He's like, okay, well, the best Guinness in town. I mean, we're in Dublin, so you have to get Guinness there. Yes. He's like, the best Guinness is at this place. And it was a total, it was literally at the back alley of a street, very hidden. And we walked in and... It's like the cliche, the record scratch. Everybody stopped and looked at us like, why are these Americans in our rest, in our pub? Uh, but that quickly faded because the Irish are very hospitable. And we went, and it was. It was the best Guinness. It was better. I think it was better than when we went to the Guinness, the factory wow. or whatever, and did the tour. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was so delicious and and the great atmosphere and then we happened to sit by the only other tourists that somehow found the spot as well and they were from washington state which was cool because we're from oregon and it was you know you were instantly connected because we lived so close uh yeah it was such a great experience but that's like one of the things that i remember the most about the trip Mm -hmm. it's those couple things when i went to the very local spot that I remember the most, I love the most. So that's so cool that there's a whole website for it. Yes. Well, and I'm going to tell you that Jill is going to want to talk to you and find out what was that pub that you went to in Dublin because she recently went to Ireland to kind of plan out the next trip, like when people can start traveling there. And she was staying at this little tiny villa type cottage where she would literally wake up in the morning and a horse was poking its head through the window and like greeting her good morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just sounded idyllic. And she was, again, she was posting all these videos and showing things that she was doing. And once again, getting ready for when people can then travel more freely and that is happening really soon i know that they're planning a cycling adventure in south carolina right now and and just and all over the world i mean it's going to happen so they're mm, getting ready so cool yeah oh my gosh that's great that really makes me want to uh, yeah. travel again oh, i know. can't wait to I be able wait. to get back oh, out there so excited Ah, well, thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. My first cool sheet is a company as well. And this company is called Girl Start. So 
I know you know this quite well, Karen, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Women make up almost 50% of the labor market, but within the STEM field, so that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, women hold only about 24% of all positions. And this is actually, so I kind of knew that statistic, but this one, only one out of 10 employed scientists and engineers are people of color, so black or Latina women. And only 12.2% of board members in the STEM industry are female. So that's barely one out of 10. And those are even worse numbers, lower numbers. And, you know, if you're on the board, you're the ones making the bigger decisions of where the where that is technology and where they're going and further development and things like that. And if it's all men, then it's going to cater, even if they're trying, it's going to cater more towards men. So... Girl Start is another wonderful company that is trying to change that. And they start at a very young age. So they're trying to be the national leader in designing and implementing innovative and high-quality informational STEM education programs that inspire girls to transform our world. They have different educational programs. Some are more formal, some are less formal. They have year-round intensive suite of programs from K through 12 all different kinds of programs. It's so great. I'm so glad that there are companies like this that are trying to make a difference and change that paradigm and that percentage. Definitely check them out. Girl start. Oh, I, I almost didn't do the shoo shoo because I was like <laughs> wanted to go, oh, I yeah, love this so yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I could go on and on with more statistics, but yes, that is so unbelievably important. And I'm, uh, I'm so sometimes I get disheartened at how slowly the numbers are mm, moving Sure. that when I was young and looking at the numbers then, and I thought, oh, well, when I'm older, it's going to be different. And it's, ugh, it's a little bit different, but it's still, it's so minute that, it, but things like this, and I really yeah. think there's so many more initiatives like this. Yeah. It does seem like there's way more than Mm -hmm. there used to be. Again, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but that, that's why that board member, one out of 10 were female. That did kind of open my eyes and go, well, then it is, that's, that's, Uh that's where real change is made on a fundamental level, bigger than, you know, obviously these girls start programs and things like that, get them at a young age, get them more interested. And Mm -hmm. you've been doing that for ever and, and even more so lately, which is amazing. But but that board member, I didn't look at it that way to not just get them in the career, but also get them on the board, get yes. them doing the bigger things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just getting a job. We need them to lead the way. As For well. sure. Yeah. yeah. And the number of CEOs in tech yeah. is just abysmal. Yes. Small yes. for women. So bad. So. And women of color, even smaller. It's just, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Woo. Oh, well, that's a, that's awesome. I love hearing about another one. I haven't heard of that one. Well, I've heard of great. a lot, but not that one. See, so. and yeah, so hopefully there's more and more pop up too. It's yes. not one of those things where there needs to be only one leader in that field. We need as many as possible yep. to, to make that change happen. Yeah, and you know what else it makes me think of is I've thought about, okay, what can I do? Is there some initiative I can start or whatever? And And I look around and it seems like there's already a lot out there, but... No, that shouldn't stop me. It shouldn't right. stop anyone. Right. That Absolutely. There's still so much that can be done. Yes. 
Ah, so that's wonderful. Thank you. You're, Thank you so much you're for that. You're welcome. And that is a beautiful lead-in to my next cool she. I'm going to be talking about a human, and her name is Mae Jemison. She is probably the most famous as the first woman of color to go into space. And But I've got to say, her background is just amazing. So she was born in Alabama, but then raised in Chicago. And then she went to Stanford for undergrad. And I love the story about her going to Stanford. She was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Stanford. I think she was 16. She graduated early from high school and just knew that she was going to do great things and did not suffer from imposter syndrome, which I just think is so incredible. And so she went at Stanford. She got degrees in chemical engineering. She also got a degree in African-American studies. And then she went on to get her MD from Cornell. And so as a doctor, as an MD, she then joined the Peace Corps in Liberia and Sierra Leone. She did that for a couple of years and she worked as a general practitioner and then she decided, I want to be an astronaut. And so she applied to NASA and she then got to go into space. And so she worked for NASA for a couple of years, but then decided, all right, now I want to go and found a technology research company. She is just the epitome of someone who's like, I want to do that. And then does it like to the nth degree. And then, okay, now I want to do that. Woo. All right. So since then, she has established this initiative called the 100-Year Starship Project. It's a nonprofit, and it's all about getting human into outer space and traveling beyond our solar system within the next 100 years. So this is just a forward-thinking human. It just feels like I've have not encapsulated everything that she is. Just an incredible human being, Mae Jemison. Whoa, yeah. That is so cool that she is planning something, you know, that's obviously, she probably won't even see in her nope, lifetime happen, but mm -hmm. she's, that's the, the real big thinkers like that that yep, I really leaving. admire, that people are doing things that are just so far out there and amazing. And uh, that's exactly. so cool. What, a, what an amazing story. Yes. That whole idea of leaving a legacy yeah. that you won't see. That is beautiful and powerful. Yeah, I love absolutely. And that. talk about an inspiration for other young girls and young girls of color like this girl start, you know, but now they have, you know, here's another person that they can look up to so they can see themselves yeah. in this person and be more encouraged to do even more. I love these stories so much. There is hope for us. There really is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so My inspiring. Pleasure. My next cool sheet is, uh, so this is a little bit of a different one. I've talked about a lot of street artists specifically. So I've talked about Banksy and Invader and Faith 47. Uh, these are some of my favorite street artists. You've talked about Hula, who became, instantly became one of my favorite. The second that you talked about him, there's so many street, I just love street art and street artists. And this, I want to talk about an actual, just a, 
more of a category, so not a specific artist, but that's 3D street art. So, And I'm not talking in just 3D, like put on 3D glasses, although there certainly is that subgenre of 3D street art. But I ran into a former cool sheet, uh, My Modern Met, which was I talked about a long time ago, old school episode. And it had, and I've seen it before, but this one just, I was like, oh gosh, I need to talk about this. And it was 20 amazing 3D street art illusions that will play tricks on your mind. So... That's what I love about this 3D street art. So it's it's these optical illusions. They usually look 3D. And it's funny because if you look at them in at certain angles, you know, it's just like flat on a street, maybe on the on the ground, you know, street level, on a, a sidewalk or in the middle of the street. And it looks like just smeared goobly gook. But if you look at it from one angle, it turns into this giant crater waterfall and you can stand out on a plank, you know, or whatever that artist designed for that particular piece of 3D art. So I love the fact that it looks like basically nothing at almost every angle until you get to the perfect angle. And I don't know if there's always like stand here or something or if you just have to figure it out, which would even also be very cool. I just love that. I can look at those Kind of, and there's many different rabbit holes that you can go down of, you know, 20 or 30. You just put in 3D street art and you will be entertained forever. And all these different varieties, I love it so much, 3D street art. Oh, I love that you talked about this. I think there's one in Amsterdam uh, mm. that might have been the first one that I saw. And okay. it's just that same thing. It's on the ground and something. And, oh, I want to... I, Find the one that you're just talking about yeah, with like the waterfall. Just, yeah, we do, there's so many. Well, that one I actually is kind of made up out of my head. Oh, okay, but it, but, but that's very general much idea. like that. Yeah, yes, there's yes, there yes, was a totally. ton that I was kind of looking at that inspired that idea. Um, they're very much like that. Yeah, and it's just so it's, they're they're outer worldly. Sometimes sometimes they're uh-huh. literal. Sometimes they're an actual place. So they're all the and I love that it's just limitless. It's to their imagination of that artist yeah. and what they want it to be realistic or totally not. I love it. It's so cool. I love interactive art in general, but that's kind of a different kind, um, but it still definitely follows in that category. So I love it. No, and they are showing their gifts. I mean, I don't, I don't. I can't even begin to fathom how they do it. You know? Yeah, when I can't even draw like a stick figure on a flat <laughs> wall that looks as like a two D image, I can't even fathom how to make a three D image. Look, right. Yeah, like, and that looks and, a certain way from a certain angle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just mind blowing. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, it's totally beyond me, and that's probably why I admire it so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's great. Okay, now the next thing I'm going to say is listeners. Brian and I do not talk about what we're going to talk about. We both come in, total surprise. I did not know Brian was going to talk about that. And this happens all the time. Like we have like these synergistic type things anyway. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is an optical illusion. So I'm just like, what? When you start talking about this is optical illusion. I was like, okay, this is wild. So, all right. This is a video. And the name of the video is Why Your Brain Thinks This Water is Spiraling, and it's the Science of Illusions. And this particular one, it's so cool because it hits upon several illusions, and this first one is, it's a contraption I totally want to build. It's just like so cool. So it's essentially you get a hose 
that is has water coming out of it and you hook it up to a speaker and then you have sound coming out of the speaker at a certain frequency and then you have to watch it through a camera. So it does have to do with the camera rate. If you just look at the water itself, it's just coming out and it looks normal. But you take a video of it and then it's spiraling in this really wild and you, you'll have to just watch this video to see it in this pattern. And not only is the water spiraling in a way that just should not happen with regular gravity, but it looks like the water is traveling upwards. With this, they go through and they, they bring in a neurologist and they talk about exactly what it is, how our brain is fitting together when it sees essentially it's taking a picture of one of the moments in time and then it's piecing it together with another moment in time and sometimes that moment in time isn't really matching with the direction that's normally going. It's the opposite direction. And so going through this, it's similar to when you see um, a wheel going down in a car and it looks like the wheel's going the opposite way. It's the same kind of thing. I think it's there's a name for it called the wagon wheel illusion or something like that. But they also go into another type of illusion with black dots moving on a turntable. And that one is not a camera illusion. It's more of a brain illusion. They go through that and how that works. And I just love how they tie all this together. It's a really awesome video, and it's pretty short, too. Why your brain thinks this water is spiraling. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> what a coincidence. And it's funny, too, because I just recently, very recently, saw another example of that. This one was, yeah, it was like droplets that looked like the drops were going up. Yes. And then a cat, and I think it was on like one of the, like the daily dose of the internet. I was going through archives of old ones. Yes. And that was a just a cool show that I talked about maybe just a month ago or so. And yeah, it was a cat. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that, but I love that optical illusion. Yeah. And, uh, so now, and now you're talking about it. So even an even crazier small world that I just saw that video that, you know, or the almost the exact right. same illusion. Well, and that illusion you're talking about, they actually do briefly explain that one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love I do. And and that was probably why I like optical illusion 3D street art is because Ever since I was a kid, I was I've always been fascinated with optical illusions. It's been one of the things that has always caught oh, my yeah. wonder uh, since I was very small, and to this day, I'm still mesmerized by it. So it's yeah, it's very cool that we're both talking about these things. I know, and it is it's such a trip when you're sitting there and you're going, I know this is wrong, but my brain is yeah. telling me that. Yeah, you can't. No. Yeah, that's the craziest part. Because some of those optical illusions, and I also like these, is you can then shift like, oh, now I see the witch. Mm -hmm. Now I see the two faces. Now I see the whatever. And and it's cool because you can kind of go back and forth. You can like go blink, 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 you know, and like switch it on and off on your brain, and that's very cool. But then the ones that you can't change or fix (laughs) is like just even more mind exploding. They do what they do. I know it's a trip. So so for all of you who will want to watch this video you're going to want to watch and read about all the things that we're talking about you can all the links are there if you go to 10bestest.com slash atlas very cool yeah because i can't wait to check out that video to explain a little bit more i've definitely seen it but i don't know if i've understood why i'm not or why i'm seeing it different so i can't wait i can't wait yeah this one's great they go through it because i've seen i actually found this video after I saw the optical illusion in a short video and I was like, mm. this is cool, but I want to know why. I and so I did more out. research yeah. and this is the best video. That's good. Cool. Very cool.
My next cool sheet is another website that I am completely obsessed with. And this one like was, you know, I get all these newsletters now to give me ideas for the show. And I found it and I, it was Recommendo who I just talked about again about a month ago or so. And, and I went to the website and I'm like, yep, I'm hooked. This is it. It's called Same Energy. And then all of a sudden it showed up on almost all my newsletters. And that's when I really know it's a good one. But I was already hooked. I don't know how they do it. It's I think it's AI controlled and it's same.energy. That doesn't even make sense to me. That's the website, same.energy, not .com, whatever, same.energy. Anyway. And it has just this grid, almost like an Instagram grid of square pictures everywhere. And there are various things like what I'm looking at right now. There's a little puppy. There's a blue water droplet. There's a black and white photo of a forest. There's a person, uh, like a headshot. There's a napkin and a cup. And all you need to do is pick one of those, anyone, the one that kind of captures your attention the most or your eye. You click on that, and then all the squares change. And it finds in the internet pictures similar to that one. So I clicked on a green flower and now my entire screen went green. And there's all these different pictures of beautiful green flowers. And then you click on one that has a a little bit of a pink to it as well. And you click on that one and now there's all pink and purple all over my website. And it's just, you can go down the rabbit hole for hours. And I love it because I love art and beauty and design. And this is all of the things. And I just get lost for hours. And then it's changing all the time. So this, as at time of recording, this is only a couple weeks old. Now they have categories up in the top, like variety, paintings, forest, people, pink-ish, streetwear, majestic, bizarre, patterns, 3D renders, diagrams, lonely. So you can click on one of those and it'll get you started. But then you just click on the one you like and it's just, ah, uh, it will take up hours of your time. It's so good. Same energy. Ooh, this sounds like fun. If you just feel like chilling out and just like, dur, 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 yeah, you know? and it's it's hard to explain on a podcast when you can't see it. Yeah, right. How it's just magic. It's just magical. And and once you just click it once, you're like, oh, now I get it. Oh wow! Like this is really cool. I don't know how the algorithms are doing it and the AI. But thank goodness it is. It is so mesmerizing. I would do it right now, but I'm afraid I'll get distracted and I won't do my last two questions. It would be like when we did that if you, I, and we got so distracted (laughs) on Instagram. Right. (laughs) Oh, Oh, excellent. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. My next cool sheet. I discovered because... My son is vegan and he has started cooking and baking and making all sorts of stuff because he wants our household to be vegan and he wants to be able to eat everything. And so he's taken it upon himself to start cooking. And so I just started eating all this stuff that he's been making and it's all so good. And I've just been so impressed. And lo and behold, pretty much everything he's been making over the last few months comes from this website. Okay, so now I shall reveal the website. It is Nora Cooks. And guess what? Brian talked about and uh, the oats, the oatmeal, overnight oats. I'm um, in episode 125. So we've actually 
heard about one thing from there, but whoa, there is so much in Norcook. So I just had to talk about this entire website. So here's an example. Just the other night, we had vegan Alfredo and... I mean, Alfredo, really? Like Alfredo, you just think cream and cheese and, you know, just all of that. This was 100% vegan and it was delicious. What you discover is there are a few staples in a vegan household. One of them is cashews, another is flax seeds. And of course, tofu is used a lot too, but you don't need to. And I do know a lot of people who are, are vegan or vegetarian who don't like tofu. And there, But there are tons of options out there. And another thing I learned about something called kitchen bouquet, which you use to fry up soy curls and it makes them this rich brown like beef. And it's it's mind blowing how it works in that way. So there on this website there are there's chocolate cheesecake, chocolate chip cookies are to die for, cornbread, mushroom bourguignon, Tuscan nochi, black eyed peas, and then all of these meat like mains if you like more of the meaty stuff. The five ingredient vegan queso is delicious for all of those of you who like nachos. It's just a really great website, even if you aren't vegan like me. Nora Cooks. Agree 100%. I've definitely been on that website more than once, but never, but I've never searched it out since I'm not a vegan as well. I don't, I don't always look for vegan recipes, but that one, when I do look for, because I, more actively look for vegetarian and vegan mm-hmm. options. And that one's always like kind of at the top. Like it seems like as the best recipes They're all winners. the time. So yeah, it's yeah. very, it's a, it's a good one for sure. And yeah. now I need to take a little bit deeper dive even and do it. Yeah, seriously. And like I said, I learned about it just because I was eating it and yeah. didn't even know it. Yeah. And then wait, what? Tell it is amazing. Why. You know, it's just like a gluten-free stuff has come such such a long way of where yes. where before it was either ultra expensive or and and it didn't taste that good right. and now it's getting more affordable and it tastes amazing. You mm-hmm. don't even know that this doesn't have gluten in it. Uh, I feel like that's kind of the same way with vegan food. It is really it's kind of having a renaissance or something. I don't know, because it's just amazing. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing tasting food. And it's not just tofu anymore. No. You know, when you and you don't have to have fake meat. Right. You know, you could there's, there's so, so many, many other things that mm-hmm. you don't need to. Yeah. But now some people need to have that meat substitute something that feels and that's why I or love they just want to beyond yeah. meats and all these other mm-hmm. we've talked about different kinds of things like that. Uh, so I totally get that. And Sometimes I want that too. But yeah, there's also a whole world and a whole amazing variety of incredible flavors that is all vegan. It's, it's, yeah. And I have to say that the research is showing more and more that plant based diets are very good for you. Oh, yeah. It's undisputable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. And eventually, I still feel like maybe not in quite in our lifetime, but eventually, I think we'll have to be vegan because we're going to run out of food sources, especially meat and what it's doing for the environment. There's, there's so many different factors. And that some people might think that's a crazy statement. And again, Again, that might maybe that won't happen in our lifetime, but there will be a time where we might not have a choice. We might all have to be vegan, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, there's 
just so many amazing options and yeah it's super healthy it's good for the environment it's it's so many benefits it's it's yeah. hard to deny and even though again i'm not a vegan i am much more of a vegetarian and and a vegan than i used to be for sure me too um, but it's it's also easy to do because it's so healthy and delicious because yeah. that makes a big difference. And another me. thing about Nora Cooks is there's so many of them are one pot, one pan, yeah. done in 30 minutes and um, tips and tricks and all that stuff. Mm. So if you are a little bit like vegan, I don't know how to cook vegan, Nora Cooks is super helpful yeah. as a yeah. gateway. Yeah, because you can be intimidated if you don't know anything about it. It might seem too complicated or stuff. So yeah, yeah a lot of good easy ways to get in there and check it out very cool thank you so much you're welcome all right my next cool sheet is uh i guess i'm calling on a household item that's certainly what it is (laughs) um it's a water pick or a water flosser so i think everybody this is another thing that i think everybody knows that flossing is good for you (laughs) you should do it and i'm gonna admit i don't do it I don't like flossing. I don't like the little thing that cuts my fingers, the old school, certainly not the old school kind. I know they got the the kind of pick kind now, and I, I understand that that's a little bit better, but then it's in a catch-22, right? I don't do it, so then my gums always bleed, and it's uh, I don't like that at all. And I just I just don't. I don't take the time, but what I, I do, do have the time for and what I have done and and made it more of a regular practice is water flossing or using a water pick. I I believe water pick is maybe a brand name. This is this contraption that you put in your mouth. You do have to be careful because once you turn it on, like water goes everywhere. So you got to start it in your mouth and then just leave a little bit. It kind of dribbles down your side and you got to kind of hang over the sink. I don't know if I have the best technique, but it works for me. It's really good, especially for people like me. I have a permanent, I used to have braces when I was a teenager, but I still have a little metal piece on the bottom of my teeth, on my front row of my bottom teeth. And so food gets in there and you can't floss. You just can't stick a piece of wax, whatever that string junk is. <laughs> you can't do it. But with a water flosser, you can easily get around there and get in those little crevices. Uh, it's also, it's, it's so it's very easy to use. It gets in hard to reach areas that sometimes flossing even won't do. It cleans still very well in between your teeth and it does a really good job in getting in all these places. It's pretty gross when you do it and like all the debris that comes out <laughs> your mouth is it's eye-opening that that was in there and for how long was it in there for but it's highly worth doing it's also good for it'll make you have better breath there's many benefits to it it's just a good practice and it's the only way that i can do some form of flossing is by using a water pick oh maybe i need to break down and get one of these so does it work as well as flossing i you know it probably depends on who you ask i know it's well, it's but probably- even the dentist association, the the websites that I was looking, this trying to be like as unbiased as possible, yeah. and they were they some because some say it's way better, and some say it's better at this, but maybe not that. Um, I think there was only one thing that I saw on any website that said that was unbiased that said it might not be as perfect in between the teeth gum disease, but everything else, I mean, because. 
flossing only gets in between the teeth. Yeah. So the water pick, you're getting all oh, the around the yeah, teeth yeah. and the gums and things like that at the base of the teeth. So it's actually better in that way. Yeah. And I, th- you just turn it up. It has a varying pressure and you can get in between your teeth too, unless they're like super, super tight. If your teeth are really jammed, maybe that would be the only instance well, where this flossing is, would be better. This is what I imagine where it's better is that if you're doing this every day, that's better than not flossing at all certainly or only flossing once a month which is like what i do every decade that's what i was (laughs) doing i think i would like like i think i'd be like ah gum massage like i use sonicare like my sonic toothbrush i'm like ah well no that's totally true and you know we'll have a link on our website but there's you know they comes with all these different attachments it has like a tongue one that's uh kind of washes and vibrates your tongue oh it has brushes that now so it's kind of a dual purpose it can also be a toothbrush electric toothbrush it can kind of be a Mm multi-purpose you know the one that i was looking at had like 13 different kinds of attachments so all kinds of and they're relatively inexpensive so yeah it's worth doing yeah Yeah, like you said more importantly i was just like look i gotta face the facts i'm not gonna floss i'm just not a flosser my dentist can remind me and tell me how bad it is for me it's like yeah but i'm not gonna do it pal sorry (laughs) just not happening (laughs) right and so, and then I realize how ridiculous that is. So at least I can do this. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, all right. I might have to bite the bullet, bite the water pick bullet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. I'm to my last cool sheet. And this is a, well, is it YouTube video series? It's also, um, they have their own network. It's called Howl Round TV Network. So you can find them at howlround.tv, but it's also on YouTube. And they have within the, and oh my gosh, there's so much, this Howl Round Theater Commons, that whole channel is amazing, all the things that they do. But I wanted to point out one of the, shows that they have is called hashtag deaf woke. And the host of this is Antoine Hunter, but he's also known as Purple Fire Crow. So he is black and Native American and he is deaf. And this is a virtual consciousness raising, engaging online talk show and he interviews people. And This was founded as a response to isolation and misinformation experienced during COVID-19 that is providing access to the deaf BIPOC life stories and having critical coverage of the Black Lives Matter movement with education, arts, social justice, and analysis of COVID-19 related news for deaf, deaf blind, deaf disabled, hard of hearing, late deafened, and black hearing communities. Their mission is to provide ample opportunities for their stories to be heard. And providing this deaf woke platform is to uplift the BIPOC deaf and disabled artists voices and contributing to the arts and larger society. It is really amazing to watch this and to learn from it. It's inspiring. It's funny. It's beautiful. It just has all these things. And um, and I love the host, Purple Fire Crow, is award-winning, internationally known now, um, African-American, indigenous, deaf, disabled. He's also a choreographer, dancer, actor, instructor, speaker, producer, and deaf advocate. So... Once again, this is Deaf Woke as part of Howl Round Theater Commons. 
Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm having a very deja vu moment. I don't know if I've also just recently heard about this or I know I haven't talked about it. I know it hasn't come up, but it seems like I've just also heard about this and thought I need to dig into this more and learn more about it because it sounded yeah. so cool. So I'm really glad that you have brought it to the show here because I feel like it's familiar, well, uh, but I didn't know enough. So about here's it. one one overlap is that his most recent guest was Warren Wawa Snipe who did the, at the Super Bowl, did the Pledge of Elite, or the Star-Spangled Banner, like mm. signed it. So I don't know if there's a connection there, but... Maybe. Um, I don't remember if I watched the Super Bowl. Did I watch? It was, it was not a good Super Bowl, even for a football fan. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, so I, I didn't definitely watch know I it. did not watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it's funny that you don't know if you watched it. Well, I know. I I mean, I watched the least amount of the Super Bowl I've ever seen. Oh, like ever? Since I can remember wow. starting to watch football, Super mm-hmm. Bowls. Because it's very much more of a, these days, I mean, trust me, I used to be way, people that don't know me, I was really into sports. Uh, I had a fantasy football TV show when it was just barely getting before the league, before that fictional t- uh, fantasy football TV show started. I had one a uh, YouTube channel, all kinds of stuff. I was in it. I knew everything about everything, and then it's slowly kind of gotten less and less so. But Super Bowl tradition was always just hang out with my dad and my grandpa, and that time I cherished no matter what, even if I didn't watch a game all year, which I still do watch some games, just not like compared to used to, but this was like the least amount. We left at halftime, and grandpa was like, let's get out of here. Okay. And so I just don't think we watched much, and so I don't you think probably... we saw the beginning. We did see Amanda Gorman because I knew she was going to be on there. Right. And I saw her because I like paid attention to make sure I saw yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it definitely wasn't Super Bowl where you heard about no, this. No, um, but I, I'm sure, you know, we yeah. were always looking, you know, at least I'm always looking for different things. And so I'm just looking at different websites and kind of tr- trying to find like, things that are trending or interest not trending but interesting to me that I'm like oh this might be a cool sheet and I just feel like it's come somewhere either on one of my newsletters that I'm looking at but I didn't dive into it yet but I want to now and I'm glad you did thank you yeah goodness. oh this is good stuff and ah, very, so much to be cool. found there and I, I mean the the deaf woke is just one snippet of everything howl around is doing so definitely worth checking out oh I can't wait to check it out thank you so much for sharing that All right. Is this my last one? This is my last one, I think. My last cool sheet is another website. I couldn't help myself. I tried to spread them out, but this one was too good. And it is called Virtual Vacations. It's virtualvacation.us. And this is another one. I'm having a lot of deja vu moments lately. I swear I've talked about something like this, but I kept looking it up and I haven't seen it. And I certainly haven't talked about this one specific thing. Because there's tons. There's uh, all these different sections that you can go on on the virtualvacation.us website. But my favorite one, the one that I saw, it's called City Guesser. So you click on that and then you can pick where you want to go. Worldwide, US, A, Europe, monuments. And then you click. And so I'm going to click on US. And what? It, and, and this is where I think it differs a little bit is it's basically a POV of someone with a camera right in front of them and they're walking through a city. 
and that's it. And then so you're just like, look right now, this person's, you know, walking on a sidewalk and there's this building with a number 43, but I can't make it out. There's no name of the building or anything, but you just keep going. You keep following this person walking through the city and pretty soon you'll see maybe license plate or a building that you do recognize. And then you start guessing where you are and where this person is and where you are with them. And then it's, then when you finally make your guess, it pops up the map and says, oh, you were 3,000 miles off. You thought you were in New York and we were in Washington State. Or it'll say, oh, you were only 50 miles off. And then you celebrate because how amazing is that? Especially because I don't know if they're picking cheeky videos or what. Like right now, I still have no clue. Aside from maybe the color motif looks like maybe it's somewhere like in Florida. So I'm going to guess. Oh, and, and when you pick guess, you just pick a spot in the map. And then so I pick, okay, there. So yeah, no, it was somewhere in Southern California. <laughs> Or maybe the Bay Area, it looks like. So I was uh, 2,685 miles away from where it really is. But I love playing. It's another game that I can play forever. And there's multiple versions of all kinds of different games on this map. Virtualvacations.us. I'm going to love this. Oh, my gosh. This <laughs> it's is another my thing jam. that seems like maybe it, if it didn't spark, come about because of the pandemic. It certainly gained popularity during the pandemic because we can't vacation right now still. Um, So you kind of can do this vicariously, which I love. You can still kind of get out and about. And I just love kind of gamifying and seeing these things from this POV. It's just such an interesting thing. I love it. Totally. And, and it does make me want to check out all the other things. There's walking tour, driving tour, travel hub, live cam, flying tour, monuments, explorer. I don't even know what those do because I've only, I can't get out of City Guesser because it's so much fun. I just stay there forever. Well, and another reason why it's so perfect is that it is full circle because we started out this show talking That's about right. chasing Atlas. I know, I know. I almost switched it up to talk about it right after, but I was like, well, I'm just going to stick to my script here. No, we <laughs> we have bookended it perfectly. Yeah. So what a perfect It show. was really cool, though. It was another one of those moments like, oh, I can't believe we're kind of talking about similar things, but different. It's I perfect. love it. <laughs> I love it. So as a reminder to everyone, for all the show notes, for all the links to everything we've talked about for this episode, you can go to 10bestus.com slash Atlas. And don't forget to stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10 Bestest will be back with an all-new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.